Starting a new business is an exciting journey, but it also comes with its fair share of risks. Business insurance safeguards your hard work by protecting your assets. Without it, a substantial liability claim could put your personal finances at risk. Liability insurance also gives you a competitive edge in the market. Visit Zensurance forward slash save 35 to get a free quote for the low cost insurance protection you need so you can focus on your growing business. Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, this is Cynthia Lockery from Canada's podcast, where we talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen right here in BC. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Olia Sasuk. You're going to have to help me because I'm probably mispronouncing your last name. She is the author who is a certified global professional in human resources and the founder of four different businesses, including 360 Transformers and Transformers Academy. Her mission is to help make people happier by elevating their lives and careers. You know what? This is going to be an exciting talk today. I'm um, looking forward. You got four businesses. So why don't we start by you telling me how to actually say your name in case I said it wrong, and then tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Thank you for having me today. Uh, yes, so my name, my background is Ukrainian. So the name would be Olya Stasuk. You got it pretty much very close. <laughs> and uh, now, as you know, that my background is Ukrainian, I've been in Canada for about 10 years now. To be fully transparent, 10 years in two weeks and kind of been going through, you know, entire journey and can't believe how many things happened. So Initially, on July 3rd, 10 years ago, I landed in Vancouver and it all started there. And I had no clue what am I going to do, what I want, and had no idea that I'll be where I am today. It all started, you know, with basic school, with going to do English courses, then trying to find the postgraduate degree. Very very basic immigrant journey. And through my journey, you know, I have never planned to be in education. So my parents been in education and I remember very clearly how when I was six years old, I came home, I took this book uh, that we've studied in the first grade and I just throw it on the table with a lot of emotions and told my parents, I'll never be a teacher because I can't stand how slow people learn. I'm bored in school. Love it. And that being said, through my beginning in Vancouver, I've been churned down multiple times by various employers, including at some moment uh, by the very famous company in Vancouver in logistics, because that was my second degree at that time. And they literally told me, we need somebody with Canadian passport. Come back when you can stay with us 10 years. And yes, it did truly happen to me and my career ended there. <laughs> was, uh, you know, the need to pay the bills. I kind of had to quickly figure it out and literally accepted pretty much the first offer on the table. And it was just like a regular sales position in at Nespresso store. Hmm. Uh, the first Nespresso store in Granville Street. Hated coffee, never planned to be there. 
But where am I taking all of this? That's where my support for people started. And people somehow identified me the skill, skill to train others and explain it in the simple way and be patient about it. And uh, through my 10 years, I actually ended up being an HR. <laughs> so human resources and specifically more around learning and development. So what I've explored, I'm extremely excited to see when people understand something, when they found something excited about what they've learned and they're passionate about it in the future. And that's really what I've been concentrated my attention around for the entire journey. <laughs> Well, that is so interesting. And I love hearing I'm married to a Ukrainian myself. So I love hearing that journey of of self-exploration, but also the need to find your own space and create that. So what what's your current business that you do now? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it's a great question. Through my journey working for different employers, I had an ability to travel through Montreal, Calgary, Vancouver. And then I always kind of had a side hustle, you know, so I felt like I I have more energy, I can do more things. And then so it being between little flower online stores, and then it being between rentals, you know, so a bit of uh, real estate. And then I kept coming back to a few topics until uh, last year, uh, a bit more than a year, you know, uh, all of us know about the war in Ukraine. And to be honest with you, it hit me really bad. So I really had to separate myself and I was going through some tight time. Um, I would say, I always say it this way, you know, there is a pyramid of Maslow. I don't know if anybody heard about it. But it basically says about our needs, right, as human beings, and it has five levels. And as we all learn and grow up, we go through different phases. The first one is really starting, we need water and food, right? So when we have water and food, we need safety. So we need job, salary, security. When we have security, we need love, we need respect, we want to achieve something. And then we continue growing and promotion level four. And level five is really our self-esteem, our self-realization. So I grew to the level four. And I realized that money doesn't really make me happy. I got to the salary that I wanted. My side businesses were, you know, helping me out. And I just stopped at that moment. And I'm like, well, what's the future like? What do you really want to contribute to the world with? What's really keeping you fulfilled? And so was that exploration of myself, uh, war started and it all kind of got to me. And I took this journey to Asia, ended up doing the tour around the world, traveling and finding my future full-time journey. And I realized that there is three things that keep me happy in life. And as I was combining those three things, Transformers Academy were born. So Transformers Academy and 360 Transformers are both similar in a nutshell. They're just for B2B and B2C, and they're helping companies to create meaningful training experiences through either the self-learning course or through the specific program. And the goal of it is to improve people's skills in the workplace, either it's a time management, either it's the communication skills, in order for them to first grow in their career, second, discuss and and communicate better within their organization and at home. And third, get the results they want in life from their careers to be happy. So that's really 
what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> and then within all of that, I wrote a book that is in the way combines all of those experiences to show that controlling your language really can make you happy and successful in life. Wow, I think that's absolutely great. Um, and is there any like, so let's start with what are you most proud of about the work that you're doing? You know, I am absolutely excited and happy to tears when I hear people coming back to me seven years later, you know, on my worst days, somehow the days when I want to drop everything in life and people are coming back and telling to me, Hey, you remember seven years ago, this training that you did changed my life. You do not dare to stop because this would be inspiring me the whole life. And the amount of those stories made me realize that there is something in life that I do good that improve people's life. And this is the only thing I'm looking in the end of the day, you know, despite sometimes I'm so exhausted from training that feeling that people had a light bulb from what I've shared with them, the best thing for me in the world. I love that. I'm a trainer too. So I know that feeling. Um, is there any advice that you'd give somebody who's starting out on the entrepreneur's journey? Oh, I think this one is so unique. And, you know, as much as it's thrilling, it's such a hard work behind the scene. And there are going to be a lot of days when you will want to drop everything. And the hardest it's going to be when people around you will stop believing in it because it's just something that they're not always able to understand or see. And that's what makes entrepreneurs unique. The way you think, the way you envision what the future could be like, how you can contribute. But with that being said, people around us, despite the best intentions, they just cannot see it. So that's the days when you'll be ready to give up often. And what you need to go back to, that's what I do every single Sunday. I go back to, and I always ask myself a few questions. First, are you still working towards the mission, the final goal you have in life, and making sure that that is really what your heart wants? Second, if, it's, if you're true to yourself with everything you're doing, and if you still fair with your decisions, you know? And just remember, if you really want to do good in life, you will. Sometimes you just have to power through every single day and believe in it with the depths of your heart and it will happen. I think that's such great advice. Um, now, looking at working in BC, we're both based in BC. What are some of the things that are benefits to being a business that's based here? You know, I love Canada for being so different. I always say, you can't say Canada. Every province is extremely unique. And by working in different provinces, I've explored that everything is like a new country. The way I see BC, it's always ahead. So BC is always stylish. BC has a vibe. BC is also small though. So I found that in BC, it's very important to keep connections going. 
Something that is really maybe more important than in Toronto is networking. So networking, knowing who you work with, really knowing your audience, because in the end of the day, if you're, let's say, using paid marketing, you do need to know your niche better in the larger city, because if you don't, you're going to be out very quickly. Then you also need to know really what are you trying to deliver? Because if you take entire audience, you're not going to hit it properly because every little area is unique, right? If you compare North Vancouver and Burnaby or Richmond or Victoria, right? It's a whole different story. So networking and really knowing your audience would be the key for me in Vancouver. And I'm personally a huge fan of downtown, of course, because everything is very close. You can meet a lot of people in the short period of time. And if that's your audience, you can also enjoy the beauty of the city that obviously all of us love. <laughs> yes, we do love that. And what would you say is the challenge about um, working in BC? I would say whatever the benefit of it, that's the challenge as well. Being small, you don't have that many chances and it's also your face. So let's say you cannot reinvent yourself 55 times, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you do have to be very intentional about what you do. And I would say less is more. It's very important for BC. So sometimes it's better to target very well little audience and really establish your brand well and then you'll expand faster. Otherwise, it might play a bad joke with you. <laughs> so true. Um, if you were to start over and you're moving new to, uh, whether it be Vancouver or a different part of BC, where, where would you say is the best place to kind of get your foothold in a new community? Great question. I think this part would be extremely unique to the type of business you do, because let's say if I envision closing, right? Like if I would open the closing store, it definitely has to be an area where other shops are, or there is a higher demand. And then if you're looking for something more logistics related, right? Obviously, Richmond is a great area because that's where most companies are. So you want to be smart about your move. It doesn't mean you have to be around all of your competitors. So it still has to be a demand for it. For me personally, with Transformers Academy, I envisioned it to be flexible and to be able to work from anywhere at the same time, because it is more for the offices. So obviously, I'm going to be in the area where there is a lot of office environment. And right now, there is quite a few hubs. So definitely, there are a few options around the city. Uh, in the past, when I had a flower studio, uh, that was very specific to mainly Yelltown area, Pearl Harbor area because it was a luxury arrangements, right? So I had to match my audience. And if you don't match your audience properly, you're out of the business quickly as well. Running a new business can be stressful. The last thing you need is to worry about unexpected accidents or lawsuits. Don't overlook the importance of liability insurance. It's a critical investment in the success of your business. Protect yourself, your assets, and your reputation by securing the liability coverage you need. Take the first step in safeguarding your business. Today, go to zensurance.com forward slash save35 for a free business insurance quote. Get the low cost insurance protection you need from Canada's small business insurance experts. So let's talk about success. First of all, um, how do you define success? And more importantly, how do you celebrate? <laughs> 
You know, Cynthia, such a simple and such a meaningful question to me recently, because um, as I was writing a book, I went on the challenge. So the book called From Zero to Abs in 66 Days. And the reason for that is because 66 days, it's basically a research that's been done around habit development. So it says that on average, in 66 days, we can develop any habit we want, of course, with the right clues. I've decided to test it and I was running outside in the winter uh, for 66 days, no stop. You know how people always say you have to do break from the gym. And so as I went on the journey, I didn't tell anybody. I was just running through and I realized that as I'm running, I'm constantly thinking about a particular topic so intensely that I'm really going through my entire life on it. And so eventually I decided to write a book and each chapter in the book, each day has a word to it. And 66 day is a word success. And so that's why for me, it's so meaningful because I've been really thinking, what does success mean? And, you know, before I wrote a book, before I did the challenge, I probably would say something very generic. After the book, I realized one thing that success never stops. You're never able to stop. And the moment, let's say, if you have a goal, right? And your goal to get to the top of the mountain and you're really going up this mountain, no matter how long it takes you in business or in real life, the moment you got to the top of that mountain, it doesn't stop. You achieved the milestone because the moment you got up on that mountain, yes, it is a success. You need to embrace it and be proud of it. At the same time, you now see the next mountain. And until you get to the top, you don't know what else available there. So to me, success is the journey of, you know, discovering what else possible, but you can only see sometimes the next mountain when you hit the first one. And to celebrate, I would say always pause, always take the time to celebrate. It's extremely important. And we do often forget about it. And I was reading the book, Atomic Habits, where James player, uh, basically he explained how he celebrated his first thousand people who followed his blog. He literally went out and told everybody around and how he never celebrated 100,000 people because it felt not a lot at that point. So through our life, we're getting used to some successes and we don't acknowledge massive milestones because we've done so much. And often we think that we didn't achieve anything. So there is this effect, it's called Dunning-Kruger effect, where you basically think that you're no one, you did nothing in life. And it's because we stopped celebrating the little things. So I highly encourage you to celebrate it, even if it's you woke up 10 days in a row at five in the morning, you know, it's an achievement, celebrate it genuinely. I so agree. I find a lot of times we just on to the next thing, on to the next thing. We don't actually take that moment. Now, talking about that, how do you deal on the opposite side with fear and doubt? Oh, this one is so special for me. I've been um, going through a lot of ups and downs. I would say life is a roller coaster for all of us, every single person. And we have no clue who's going through what. I'm the person who normally would hide all my fears. I wouldn't tell it. Like the moments I feel bad, I'll just disappear from the world. And then you see me again happy. Um, through that, what I've hit 
again a year and a half ago and the war really was very difficult for me because I was really worried about my family the fear got so high that I was literally in the panic mode and I wasn't even realizing that I'm feared like I was scared of everything (laughs) everything moving around me And, you know, reading books, talking to people, everybody says so many different things. And they say, oh, you need to think, you need to change your mindset. You need to work out more. You need to read more. You need to be more confident. At some point, I realized that it's overwhelming. You know, you can't work on everything at the same time. There is a lot of, it's all great, great suggestions. It's the old true. I've tested all of them. But what to do when you really down you know worst case scenario you don't see how to live and i've explored this one simple thing that i do with myself i always told myself first you just say something what you think until the word but so i'm a huge fan of you know control your word but because your word but is actually what's stopping you from living and it's the word that control your mindset your excuses everything And I sit down and I do this this way. I say, what's the worst thing that could happen with you? Okay. If you take the risk, right? You take the risk in the business. You decided to quit. You decided to start and you have whatever you have, $1,000, $100, $10,000. You put all the money in. What's the worst case scenario? Well, you'll lose them. And then what? You still can go and work. You still can go make them. You can ask somebody to invest it with you. And if you have a good idea, you can go in and you can do multiple other things. There is always a way out. And you know, I guess to finish my story, the moment when I was so scared to just leave everything, I sit down and I told myself, okay, you're going to travel. You have this amount of money. You've invested in the apartment. You're investing in business. What's the worst case scenario? You're in a different country. You have no money, you business is not working. What are you gonna do? You have English, you have Canadian passport, you can go work as a waitress, make basic money to get back to Canada. In Canada, you know everything how it works. You start from the beginning, you're alive, you have yourself, you have two hands, you're smart, you figure it out. And I think that's so great because a lot of times I think we let the fear overtake us instead of realizing. So um, where do you see your business in five years? Oh, right now, as every entrepreneur, I want to say it's the next YouTube for education. (laughs) (laughs) No, I see it helping hundreds of thousands of people. I'm seeing it helping people to find their careers, their past, their mission in life. How exactly is it going to be, you know, in the past, I used to be very strict on the plan and I would say, no, this is how it's supposed to be. Now, um, I've learned the lesson hard and good way from multiple people who surrounded me. You can never know what's going to happen between now and five years, but you can only know the mission that you're on. So if you're sticking to the same mission, there is thousands of ways to get there. So my mission stays the same. How is it going to be? What's the name of the company? What's going to change in the process? We'll find out in five years. (laughs) It really is about the journey. Um, how do you create work-life balance? What do you, now, I know you're a little bit of a risk taker. What are some of the activities that, that you enjoy to kind of either blow off steam or just have that balance? 
A very good question. I used to be the person who never paid attention to work-life balance. And I always so no, you can just keep going, you know, keep going. I was always happy in my workplaces. I loved what I did until one day it disappeared and I didn't even notice it. And I got to the burnout and I didn't even know what it is, how to deal with it, you know? And as I was exploring myself, the body, the brain, I learned a lot about it. And I realized how extremely important it's to have me time. I always encourage people to have me time and me time means no friends, no relatives, no work, you know, really, I encourage everybody to put the airplane mode and do the thing that you want just for yourself. For me, it changes. So I have this absolutely extreme sides of me time. As you said, uh, basically, I love adrenaline and I do skydiving, bungee jumping, any crazy thing that I can find in the world. I'm really on the mission and it helps me to reset. So when I really need to, you know, when I want to yell, when I'm mad, instead of doing that, I love going and do something adrenaline related, helps me to reset and not to put any negative emotions on people who loves me around me. And on another hand, when I really want my brain to kind of find the answers and get more peaceful, I love reading books. I can read books through the entire day, you know, on the airplane mode. I can read, I can listen to them, I can highlight, you know, I kind of do the mix of all of that. And it helps me to put my thoughts together. But again, the further you can be from the environment, you know, the social media, family, the noise around you, the better it is. I like how you have the different outlets based on what your needs are. Are they to recharge or are they to just release the energy? Um, If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you see yourself doing as a profession? As a profession, you know, when I was really thinking what makes me happy and these three elements came up for me together and I I was envisioning, how do I see that happen in the future? I, I didn't want to lead people. I didn't want to, you know, manage people. I have envisioned it as just sitting in the room between tons of smart people who are creating new programs and sharing experiences and planning, you know, next training seminar or next training course and learning from them, you know, and applying it. I kind of want to be the lifetime learner. If you, if somebody can pay me for that. I'm like all in for that. And to be honest with you, there is something inside of me that really changing was my first book. What I've explored in myself that when I'm writing, I'm in a whole different state of mind that I'm exploring to love and miss and it becoming my new drug. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is something that will come out where I will be just writing because it helps me to release create, imagine, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a writer and I love the fact that it's a way of processing my thoughts and my emotions through the writing. And then it, it, in the time it takes to write a blog or write a book, at the end, I have a much better idea because I've worked through it, through the words. So is there any advice you've been given or you've heard that really you want to share with our listeners that have helped you? 
Oh, a tough one for me. I've got so many fantastic advices from people and reading the books. Uh, I think if I would share, there's a few in the books that I wrote uh, in the, my book. Uh, if I would share one today, when I was panicking and when I was going through the toughest time, one of the things that our brain does, it stops listening. And listening is very difficult because we think that we listen, but we're not really. And often we block ourselves and we say, I already know this. I already know that. And there is this unique way of listening where you're not even speaking bad, where you're just observing and observing. And I think what really helped me to get out, it set myself one rule from every single conversation, from every book you read, instead of listening for what you already know, try to find just one unique new perspective or lesson that will open something in the new way for you. So even if you're reading the 10th book on exact same thing, try to find a new way of understanding it. If you did it, you've learned something new today and that's going to bring you further in life. So that's going to be my advice. Look for at least one new element or perspective of something you know in every single conversation or new book. Such great message because I think a lot in society right now, we look for people who think like us. And and even the algorithms of social media feed you information that 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 verifies what you believe, which is is not conducive to growth. So I I will definitely I, I think that's such a great nugget for everybody is how can we find something new perspective. So is there anything else? This has been a fabulous conversation. I've enjoyed it. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners today, either about the work you do or just any final last thoughts? Thanks, Cynthia. I think, you know, what I would love to share, it's something that I've explored recently. And my running that I did every single day, it showed me the power of consistency. And I'll share it with you this way. There have been a challenge that I really wanted to achieve, run 100 kilometers in one month. I tried to work on it for three years. I ran a lot. A lot of my friends know me. I've been running half marathons, but I still was not able to achieve that challenge. For three years, I would get injury. There is something always would happen. And when I started with this challenge, it was the first time when I said, no, do small, but every single day, no matter what. And it was very difficult for me. I'm extremely... Um, competitive. I'm very competitive. I want to do everything at once. And it was extremely difficult to wake up and do just five kilometers every day. No more, not less. And absolutely every single day, no matter if it's raining, if it's sunny, if you know I'm tired, did I sleep well? No. Through that, the results I've achieved, not just in sports, so it's not really about sports, it's really about mindset and the power to deliver, it's been something I've never explored in my life. I not only hit 100K, I hit 200K, I hit half marathon, I did lots, lots of breakthrough through this just two months. And the power of consistency, it's something so fascinating that I only wish for everyone to explore it. And for entrepreneurs, the most important part is to every morning when you wake up 
and you need to create new connections. You need to call new clients. You need to do the cold calls. This is the hardest, the one element that we all hate or most of us. And this is what you need to do every single day. Stick to it for 66 days. And then I bet you're going to hit amazing results. Uh, pin me. I'll be happy to celebrate them with you. <laughs> Excellent. So if our listeners want to get a hold of you, where's the best way they can learn more? Uh, I think my LinkedIn and my Instagram will be always open. And then from there, you'll be able to find resources to the book or to the company. So I'll be more than happy to chat. And I'm always open for a conversation. So find me and let's connect. Well, you're definitely easy to talk to. So I'm sure our listeners will enjoy that. Well, thank you for sharing your journey with us and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for having me, Cynthia. It was great. Thank you.